Hello and welcome to night number 14 of 31 Nights of Fright, year four, the Stephen King of Horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Tonight's episode is a fun one, or it was at least a very fun movie to go back and revisit because I haven't seen it since maybe 93, 94. I did see it originally when it came out. I saw it at the drive-in theater in Pennsylvania in Sinking Spring which sadly is no longer there. If there's anyone out there that remembers that old drive-in theater, shoot me an email, because it would be great to maybe talk about the memories of the Sinking Spring drive-in. I do remember renting this one from Blockbuster, but my actual memories of this movie are tied to that drive-in. Anyway, I think we should go ahead and announce the movie. Starring Max von Sydow, Ed Harris, and Bonnie Bedelia, this is the 1993 Fraser C. Heston-directed Needful Things. So, does anybody remember that Stephen King movie or book where the devil sets up shop and you can get anything you want, the thing you desire most? The only thing you have to do is provide some favors to the devil and sell your soul, more or less. Of course, my plot synopsis is not nearly as eloquent as the official plot synopsis, so I'm going to read that right now. A mysterious new shop opens in a small town. We should mention that small town is Castle Rock, which always seems to stock the deepest desires of each shopper, with a price far heavier than expected. I guess my plot synopsis is a little bit more spoilery. It's pretty obvious from the start of the movie that this is the devil that set up shop and this object that you desire, the cost is your soul. It's pretty obvious, but you know what? That little plot synopsis, thanks to Columbia Pictures, is a pretty good one. First things first, I think this movie is incredibly fun. I love the overall concept of the movie, with people unknowingly trading their souls for an object from their past, or something they desire. It's fascinating to me. It shows how much those things mean to us, these physical items. It's almost a very satirical look at how much value we may place on our own needful things. There's only one character in the movie that didn't want something that was a physical, desirable thing, and that's Bonnie Bedelia's character of Polly Chalmers. She actually has arthritis, and it's almost debilitating for her. As a matter of fact, it gets worse when she tries to take this little object around her neck off that relieves her pain. This, of course, came from the devil who wanted to ease her pain, but at a cost. Of course, he didn't really want to relieve her pain at all. In fact, he gets a little rapey a little bit later in the movie, which I really didn't care for that scene, but I guess it just shows how convincing and seductive the devil can be. I think it's a nice touch for them to include Bonnie Bedelia, who was also in the Toby Hooper adaptation of Salem's Lot. I guess while we're stuck on casting, I was talking about Bonnie Bedelia, I might as well talk about the rest of the cast. This has Ed Harris in it as Alan Pangborn. Alan Pangborn, of course, was in The Dark Half, and he was played by actor Michael Rooker. It's tough to actually compare the two interpretations of the character here because they're played completely differently. I think each one works for their individual movie. Ed Harris does deliver a good performance. 
The Alan Pangborn character is also featured in the film Castle Rock. It's kind of funny to me to think that if Alan Pangborn, over the course of Stephen King history, let's just go and say that the Dark Half and Needful Things are actually related. We have the character of Alan Pangborn going through the horror in both the Dark Half, Needful Things, as well as the TV show Castle Rock. I would think that he would want to not be a cop at that point. Of course, in Castle Rock, he was retired. But if that was me, I would wonder if maybe the, the, the supernatural evil would follow me around from town to town. I mean, I don't know. Of course, I'm reaching and the two movies are not related to one another. I don't even know if the actual books are related other than the Alan Pangborn character, even though I do know that Stephen King books are all related to each other in one way or another. Either way, it's all the more strange that the Dark Half film was shelved for about two years because of the bankruptcy of Orion Pictures. So Needful Things and the Dark Half came out the same year featuring the same character played by two different actors with completely different portrayals. The other bit of casting that is truly awesome in this film is Max von Sydow. He plays the character of Leland Gaunt, the owner of the Needful Things store, perfectly. I think it's probably one of the best portrayals of the devil put on screen. For one, we know him to be a great actor. He's great in every movie he's been in. I know him from The Seventh Seal, as well as The Sound of Music, which even gets a little cool shout out here with him saying, these are a few of my favorite things. Little things like that are a nice nod and wink to us, the audience, if we know the actor and the characters that he's played in some of the other films of his career. The reason I think that he does a great job at portraying Leland Gaunt, or Satan, is because he has that seductive quality about him, that he's nice and welcoming to everybody. Of course, he's looking to bring people down to hell with him. But the way he slow talks everybody, it's really great acting here. Maybe it's even better than what the movie deserves, even though I really do like this film. He's a definite highlight for this movie and probably one of the big reasons of why, if you have not seen this film, it's a definite reason to check out is specifically because of his performance. I really do view Needful Things, the overall story, as a dark comedy and nasty bit of satire. Not just with everyone thinking they need what is in reality mostly a want for most of the characters here, it's also present with the Catholic priest and the Baptist preacher. They have a rivalry throughout the entire movie, but they even have a rival prayer late in the movie with reading somebody their last rites or a prayer after they're dead. It's a scene and a moment that struck me as hilarious. I was laughing like crazy throughout that moment. This is also a fun movie to see the town of Castle Rock with their small little quarrels amongst each other and how it all gets worse thanks to Mr. Gaunt setting what was small things amongst them he sets them up to do horrible things, even murder. And this is what I'm supposed to assume was just a small town with good people. Those favors that he asked from them, they just keep piling up. They get worse and worse. It's actually really fun to see, for lack of better words, all hell break loose in the town of Castle Rock. I think it's a nice little touch of seeing Alan Pangborn take a look at the newspapers that 
Leland Gaunt has kept his mementos. Every single major happening in the world that was terrible, Leland Gaunt has been at the center of that. He's lived there. In some ways, it reminded me of the Rolling Stones song, Sympathy for the Devil. Maybe they should have even gone and licensed that, but that might have been too on the nose. To include that in such a pivotal scene that is very similar to the actual song. It's just kind of funny. If there's anything weak about the movie, I don't really care for the direction of where people were having their little visions and such. I know it's supposed to be thoughts running through the people's minds, it's just a little strange with the way it's shown on screen. It's like a stop motion type of thing, almost like they're skipping frames. I guess it's supposed to be like visual pictures maybe, mostly because they are just thoughts in someone's head. We could have gotten the same effect showing the scenes in full motion with a desaturized look with the way the movie shows it. And again, for somebody that's an animal lover, it was sad to see a Rottweiler skinned in the movie. Could have done without that, but I knew it was coming. It's pretty obvious it's going to lead up to that. Needful Things is a popular novel. It seems to be a little bit forgotten with the film adaptation. I don't know why it's been forgotten over the years. I think it definitely deserves a rewatch. It's a fun film to check out and really is worth watching just specifically for Max von Sydow's portrayal of Mr. Gaunt. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes of either 31 Nights of Frights or my weekly podcast, Adam Analyzes, I release episodes every Friday. So you can catch up on those past episodes at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it, or two friends for that matter? You could also leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners and create new content. Plus, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night. I'll see you back here tomorrow for night number 15.